Welcome to the Jesus and Mental Wealth Podcast. I'm so glad you could join me today. I'm your host, Melody. And before we jump into the word for today, I would like to start off with a word of prayer. If you could join me, I would appreciate it. If not, you can listen to me say it. Amen. Hallelujah. Padre nuestro que estás en el cielo, santificado sea su nombre. Venga su reino, haga ser su voluntad en la tierra como en el cielo. Danos hoy nuestro pan de cada día. Perdona nuestras ofensas, como también nosotros perdonamos a los que nos ofenden. No nos dejes caer en la tentación y líbranos del mal. Amén. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Genesis 14. <clears throat> and it came to pass in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Eleazar, Chedorlaomer, king of Elam, Tidal, king of nations, that they made war with Bera, king of Sodom, Beersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemeber, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. All these joined together in the, in the valley of Sidim, that is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they served Chedorlaomer, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Chedorlaomer and the kings that were with him came and attacked the Rephaim in Ashtaroth, Karnaim, the Zuzim in Ham, the Emim in Shavakiriathim, and the Horites in the mountains of Seir, as far as El Paran, which is by the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to En Mishpah, that is Kadesh, and attacked all the country of the Amalekites. Amalekites, and also the Amorites who dwell, who dwelt in Hazazon Tamar. And the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboam, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar, went out and joined together in the battle in the valley of Siddim against Chedorlaomer, king of Elam, Tidal, king of nations, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Eleazar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Siddim was full of asphalt pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. Some fell there, and the remainder fled to the mountains. Then they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and their provisions and went their way. They also took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods, and departed. And then one who had came and told Abram, um, one who had came 
and told. Then one who had escaped came and told Abram the Hebrew, for he dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol and brother of Aner, and they were allies with Abram. Now when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. He divided his forces against them by night, and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot and his goods, as well as the women and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shavah, that is, the king's valley. After his return from the defeat of Shador Laomar, the king and the kings who were with him. Abram and Melchizedek. This is one of my favorite parts. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out the bread and wine, and he he was the priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord God Most High, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a, from a thread to a sandal strap, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you say I have made Abram rich, except only what the young men have eaten and the portion of the men who went with me. Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre, let them take their portion. La palabra de Dios, the word of the Lord. Te alabamos, Señor. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. All righty, all righty, all righty. That was a lot of words that I did not know. There was a lot of mispronunciation, I'm sure. But we made it through another chapter in Genesis. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you so much for allowing us to do that. So I had mentioned that one of my favorite parts was <clears throat> uh, uh, Melchizedek and Abram, their interaction is one of my favorites. It's the first time we see tithing. It's the first time we see a priest. It's the first time and only time we're really introduced to Melchizedek until some other time but this random story in the middle of genesis or at the end of genesis in between the rebellion and lot being rescued god is in it you know and <clears throat> although it's not made clear by just this passage um biblical history and scholars um, allude to the fact that Melchizedek could be sort of a pre-incarnate Jesus. Um, we don't really have much information on him aside from the bit of information that's given to us in the word of God, the Bible, the scriptures, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> and some scholars, I think, also have some ex extra sources um, but the point is 
not Melchizedek. The point of this story is this battle. These four kings versus these five kings. And Abram is not even a part of none of that. Uh, so four kings served, or three kings served the fourth king, and he was, I guess, their leader, obviously, because if they, if he served, then he's the leader. <laughs> um, Chedorlaomer, Chedorlaomer of Elam was the ringleader um, of the four rebellious kings, and then the five kings who won were four of them were given names and the other one was just given his title and the place that he was the title of he was the king of Bela or Zoar I don't know what any of these names mean and hopefully I can do a blog post or write out something where I've learned the information <laughs> of these four kings I would love to do that actually um, if a blog is something that you're interested in definitely let me know with some applause or something you feel me now um the four versus the five kings um they had their battle and the four lost and the five won they had the va the battle at the valley of Sidim. The asphalt pits, I think, really helped out the five kings because the four, they just ran away. Um, now, uh, the enemy, quote-unquote, took Lot, right? And then there was one who escaped and came and told Abram. My thing is, my question there is, the one who escaped, is he the same one? was the reason why they got captured in the first place obviously the bible not gonna say nothing like that nothing like that nothing about that you feel me but like i feel as though if all of them got taken and only one escaped the one who escaped may have had some leniency maybe maybe just maybe i'm speculating od here but bear with me eh maybe they were able to take Lot because they were given information. They were made privy to information about his whereabouts. And so the same one who would know where Lot is would also know where Abram is. So it would naturally make sense that the one who escaped is also the same one who gave him information about where Lot is. So the enemy took him, Lot. And then for some reason, someone in their camp, I think, um, went and told Abram. Because we're not, we don't hear about the escaped person again. Um, so Abram decided to take his friends, Eshkol and Aner, and 318 trained men that were born in his house. Um, so they weren't foreign prisoners. They were all a part, considered a part of Abram's family that went to go and rescue Lot. Um, now, in the New King James Version, it has it where at first it says that the enemy took Lot or Abram's brother's son. It made it very clear that that was, that, that was who he is. And up until this point, that is who he has been. However, two more times after that, it refers to Lot as Abram's brother. 
And right before it starts referring to Lot as Abram's brother, it refers to Abram as a Hebrew. Now, why make that distinction aside from the fact that there's possibly other people who are not Hebrews there and they're addressing everybody by the land that they are from or the, 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 the their governing sort of thing. So I guess being a Hebrew was what kind of uh, what identifies Abram from being an Amorite or a Shinarite <laughs> or an Elamite or a Gomorrahite. Gomorrah. Gomorian, there we go, or a sodomite. <laughs> um, so he was from Hebrew. He was a Hebrew. And um, I just found it interesting that they made that distinction and how weird that wording was. Um, I don't know if it has anything to do with anything, but I see it as like now that Lot is a whole man, <laughs> it's, it's at this point, and the fact that his father has been long gone. It's at this point that they become more like brothers than they do uncle-nephew. Because up until Abram took care of him, Lot was referred to as his nephew. Mm -hmm. Now that Lot is no longer in his camp, number one, we didn't even really hear about him until he got captured now. And now that he is a grown man with his own people to look after, he is not considered, or it seems that way to me, he's not considered a nephew, he's considered brother to him because they are from the same family um and i don't know who of you out there has close is close with their cousins but you know i grew up in a culture where your cousins and even people who weren't really your cousins and just friends that you had for a long time or who were very known to you would be referred to as your sister cousin or your prima hermana um and I'm thinking that it was it's sort of kind of the same sort of deal right now, um, but that wasn't his cousin, that was his nephew, so I don't know what's up with that. Um, then there is the fact that Abram won with his 318 trained men. He went and got his brother's son back from the enemy. Um, and the enemy is clarified to be the four kings that were against the five kings in verse 17. Um, and then Melchizedek's blessing, I'm going to repeat it again. Blessed be Abram by God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand praise god for his unending love faithfulness and above all justice hallelujah jesus and then abram tithes so first time we hear anything about anybody tithing before it was god spoke to abram and abram would um create a, that place to be an altar for the lord but now someone else is blessing Abram on behalf of God and blessing God. And now Abram is giving him money. Hey, I don't know how the ancient time works. I don't pretend to know. And I'm still learning. So I'm definitely interested in finding out how this happened. But, oh, blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
And then I find it real funny how the king of Sodom was like, give me the persons, but take the goods for yourself. Give me the people. I want you. I want Lot. And I want all his men with shot. You, you, you good with that? And Abram was like, listen, I'm not taking nothing from you at all. Abram was like, nah, homie, you're not about to think my come up has anything to do with you. So what I'm going to need you to do is give me my people, give me our stuff, and that's all. We will be on our way. I'm not taking nothing from you, lest you say you made me rich. You did not. My riches and my richness comes from the Most High. My blessings will continue to pour, especially if I heed to his warning and take nothing from you. Now give me my people. And Eshkol and Anner, you do that. You do the same thing. Take your stuff and let's get out of here. Let's bounce. And that's what you got to do, you feel me? Stand firm on what the Lord has told you. Not what other people have said. Not what your pastor said. Not what your mother said. Not what your father said. Not what your best friend said. Not what your husband or wife said. Stand firm on the promises of God, on the decrees of the Lord, and watch how he works in your life. And then tell of his good works. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise his name. Let the world know how good he's been to you. Until next time, friends. Adios. Lord, you are most high. I praise you for what you've done. You take me out of darkness and into your light. Made a way that I could be with you one day. To praise you as you reign in power and in might. That's why I praise you, Lord, for who you are. I praise you, Lord, for what you've done. Praise you, Lord, for you.